Blog Talk Radio. It's another episode of The Roman Show, this time for the week of January 14th, 2018. And we welcome Chris of the band The Castor Troys. Their new EP, Legends Never Die, is available right now on Spotify. This plus a whole lot more coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. First, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Light, go. We're going, light. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going, light. Launch control, this is Houston. We are going to launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode, another week, and a whole lot of new subjects to talk about. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Join alongside the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo, who was over at Paranormal Cirque in North Miami. And uh, that cirque, actually, that circus will run all the way into January 21st. So get your tickets right now do not miss it as it's here just a few days left george we got a lot of videos a lot of action a lot of coverage uh while you were there at north miami and we're ready for another episode dude as a matter of fact i had to get an ekg right after i was done with that again you you misled me you did not give me the proper information that i was going to be dealing with the undead okay if you do that one more time, I, I swear you're going to hear from my attorney. So let me enjoy this beautiful, well-done sponge cake margarita, okay? Because right now, I'm not too happy with you. Sponge cake margarita? Where in God's name do you get the names or tasting of these margaritas? Sir, I travel the world. I go all over the world, go to different bartenders, ask the top of the top guys to make me unique flavors and here I am and they taste amazing except for that one blood one that you made that you made at Enigma uh, yeah that you made me taste you good for nothing uh, and by the way it's crazy to think that we're just a, I, mean, I know we just started a year but literally when you just blink of an eye October will be here and heck we might be talking about Enigma uh, the haunted house but either way uh, check out Paranormal Cirque uh, in North Miami, all the way until January 21st, Monday. Get your tickets right now. ParanormalCirc.com is the website. And get yourself a brand new Collar and Elbow Brand t-shirt available right now. That's CollarandElbowBrand.com is the website. Use the promo code of the Roman Show, all in lowercase, and get a percentage of your purchase. And Titan FC returns to the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. January 25th, live on UFC Fight Pass. Get your tickets right now. CageTAX.com forward slash Titan for Titan FC 52 from Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale. All right, it's time to get things into gear and let's talk some pro wrestling in reality check. 
And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, we heard the big announcement last week. AEW, it is official. They will be hosting their first show, Double or Nothing, in May. We got word Chris Jericho is the big signee. Pac, formerly known as Neville, is also part of the AEW roster. Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, and a whole long list of great names. And, you know, the biggest thing is the TV deal, George. I mean, we, 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 we're still really brand new to AEW. We're learning the kinks of it. We do know that there is a lot of money being thrown by the Khan family for this company or this venture. And you can bet your money that this thing is going gonna, is gonna to mean something. Um, Kenny Omega, we still don't know where he's going to be. But it, it, it pretty much likely sees that he'll be landing in AEW. But aside from that, what, what else? Who else can they pick up? You know, I heard... Uh, previous conversation guys like a Zack Ryder uh, guys that aren't being used in the WWE could turn around and make a name for themselves in AEW and I think that by doing that the WWE really needs to open its eyes because if you get a Zack Ryder who has potential to be a star and at one point I mean he had he did Wrestlemania history for goodness sake and then he turns around and goes to the AEW and becomes a stud. It just goes to show you that the care or the, the talent in the WWE were not being used to its full potential. Listen, I'm not the one to shit talk, pardon my language, or to talk bad about anything, but the WWE is in trouble. And I'm going to say this now. I don't care whether they're going to go head-to-head with the WWE on the same time slot or not. The point is, WWE is in trouble. If they continue to think... That what they're currently producing is going to beat AEW. I'm not trying to kiss butt to AEW because we still don't know what they're going to deliver. But one can assume it's going to be the same as All In. And All In, a lot of fans loved. A lot of fans enjoyed it. A lot of fans got attached to the action because it was back-to-back action. Uh, Just like what many of these high-paced fans enjoy. But you know what? So far, WWE hasn't delivered in what they said a couple weeks ago was their change. Now, as far as Kenny Omega is concerned, joining AEW, everyone saw that happening. Let's be honest. And wherever Kenny Omega ends up going, it's a win for everyone, for the fans and for the product. But I'm going to give an opinion on both. If he goes to AEW, we're going to see the same sh- Every time. It's like watching Cena in the main event every time again. It's going to be seeing Omega working with his buddies, working with matches that we've already seen him work in Japan and even here in the United States. Is the common truth. We're going to see the same stuff. Him working with his friends. In the WWE, you're going to see something new. You're going to see dream matches that you've been waiting uh, to see. Maybe it happens in AEW when AJ probably leaves to AEW. I don't know. But, if, but you can't guarantee it. But you can't guarantee where AJ is now. And I'm talking about Omega versus AJ. Omega versus Finn. Omega versus Triple H. Omega versus uh, Undertaker for all I care. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. You're going to see fresh 
blood. So yes, either way you look at it, it's a win-win for everyone. But if you ask me where's the biggest win, I'll say in the WWE. But either way, it's a win-win. So I'm not going to talk bad about it. Yeah, and again, it's too soon to, to pinpoint. But all leads point to AEW where Kenny Omega will be added to that roster. Either way, again, we're still brand new to the AEW. We don't know too much details. They've been There's been word that perhaps TNN, uh, TNN, TNT, TBS, CW could be showing All In. Now, if you remember, during All In, they aired it on WGN. They had a pre-show prior to the All In pay-per-view. AEW hasn't been really, uh, WGN hasn't really, there hasn't been any rumors behind that. WGN is a, is a pretty popular show, I would say. It's showing in many cable systems. But it's not it's not a network that's been thrown around, uh, George, WGN. Yeah, it hasn't been thrown around. But at the same time, let me just say, besides WGN, other channels or other networks that have been uh, interested in is the CW, TNT, TBS. Uh, you know, I think um, AXS, uh, Axis, uh, actually declined working with AEW just because they have a working relationship with New Japan. Uh, and that's something they don't uh, want to ruin. They they said, Axis has said, we'll listen to your pitch, but when they had, what, but they have admitted when it comes to choices, they want to pick their partner first. So I don't think you'll get them in Axis. Now, if you get channels like TNT, TBS, CW, WGN, those are just as big, if not, you know, not as equally big, but they're just as big as a Fox network. And that could really bring some threat to the WWE. That's why I've been saying WWE's in big trouble. Whether they're going head-to-head with them or not, it's, it could be easily said these fans that are going currently to the WWE arenas or watching the WWE network, that they cancel the subscription and go straight to AEW and never watch a WWE product again. So Vince, WWE, creative, whatever you want to call yourselves, if you're watching the AEW and what they're doing, you better put some fire in your boots because they're coming. And by the way, speaking about fire, today uh, they also announced uh, Mr. Khan is going to be the head of creative for AEW. So that's going to be interesting. So Cody Rhodes won't be play a role along with the Young Bucks? He's the vice president. But Mr. Khan is actually the president. He's actually the president of the organization, but he's also going to be the head creative. So that should be very interesting because Mr. Khan has, yes, he's a businessman, but he has no background in wrestling. So we're going to see a fan control storylines. Is that going to work good or bad with actual wrestlers? Because you know how wrestlers will say, oh, these fans are marks. Well, guess what? Now, Mark is your boss. Well, what are you going to say now? Right, and in a way, that's what they say, right? AEW, that's their, their whole model. You know, this is fan-oriented, fan-driven, where the, the wins do matter. Uh, you guys lead the way. So, okay, I see the whole Mark thing, but at the same time, if this is what the fans want, you're getting it. You're going to get it. A fan, a con who has a lot of money, is doing it. Well, Cody's first vision for this was the whole thing of pro wrestling's for everyone. 
So, and I applaud him for that movement. And, you know, for a guy with his resume to say that, for whether it's about fans or workers alike, to say that pro wrestling is for everyone is amazing. For the wrestlers that are out there disrespecting fans, calling them marks, then why are you in the business? Because at the end of the day, you're doing it for them. And at the end of the day, when you shut the door, you're insulting them? Come on. Think twice before you talk, okay? Moving forward, some NXT debuts on Monday Night Raw. We saw EC3. We saw Nikki Cross. Out of all the some of the debuts that we saw, George, which one do you think left the biggest impression? Hmm. Kind of, well, the fact that they only made a appearance, they didn't really make a wrestling appearance, like except for Nikki. Yeah, except for Nikki, but it, man, I really want to see how EC3 is going to take part in in the main roster now. Uh, so I would say EC3. And something interesting about it is that the NXT guys that are debuting in the main roster are going to be both part of Raw and SmackDown. So we won't know when and if they will have a solid home, whether you're part of the blue or the red team, which, you know, it's pretty interesting. I would assume, though, that by Royal Rumble or after the Royal Rumble, we will have a more definite understanding to where these guys will be stationed. If it's going to be on Raw or if it's going to be a SmackDown. Yeah, and personally, I don't think anyone is really looking forward to that right now. I think people are really wondering of who's going to win the Royal Rumble. To be honest with you, this is the most unpredicted Royal Rumble I've ever gone into. So I, I'm looking forward to this year's Rumble. I've always have, especially because they're debuting in a baseball stadium for the first time, 40,000 people in, in the audience. I still think they need a big home run to fill in 40,000 people, though. I, I don't know. I feel that like they're missing a couple crown jewels there, but but we'll see. Time will tell. Let, let's just hope for the best. Yeah, it, you're right. It is very unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. And we've seen some unpredictability today as Bobby Lashley is now the Intercontinental Champion, which kudos. Finally, you give the guy a title. He deserves it. He has the look. Make him serious. And Bobby Lashley could go a long way. I'm looking forward to his run. Do you have him being Intercontinental Champion all the way through WrestleMania? I don't know. But I do see a big program happening with him, Seth Rollins. If Seth doesn't win the Rumble. So I, I, I really don't know what to say there. I, I can't even put a name to who can challenge him and beat him for the title just yet. Uh, I Maybe he'll come sooner than I think. I don't know. Well, George, moving forward, we're going to welcome in our guest of this episode, Chris, of the Castor Troys, who talks about their latest EP, Legends Never Die, available right now on Spotify. Head on over to theromanshow.com for details. Visit us on our socials at The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and on Instagram, and our YouTube, that's rroman0201. But visit our Facebook account, our, our page, as we have some great footage of George visiting the Paranormal Paranormal Cirque, which runs all the way into January 21st. Get your tickets right now. Do not miss the show before it leaves town in North Miami. We'll be right back with Chris of the Castor Troy. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. Uh, and it's a 
pleasure to have these boys all the way from Canada. Uh, young band, the Castro Troys, Canadian bass, and I have Chris and Matt right now on the phone to talk about their latest EP, Legends Never Die. Available right now on all streaming services. What's going on, Chris, Matt? Hey, man, how you doing? Awesome, awesome. Thanks for your hey. time, guys. And uh, and speaking to you. Thanks and, for uh, having us. I, again, uh, I'm going to send you our warm weather since we're based out of Florida. We're going to try to send it your way. I, <laughs> Although you guys are uh, in freezing temperatures. Yeah, no kidding. Well, if you could FedEx it up to us, we need it pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legends Never Die, though. that That's a hot EP. So tell us a little bit about the whole concept of Legends Never Die, how it came about. Wow, um, wow. Uh, how it all came about. Uh-huh. The long time forming. Chris, you know this one? We've been working on these songs. Some of them as long as, God, actually one of them was a demo from my old band before I even joined the Troys, so some of them are several years old, but generally we've been working on them for about two years, and then, uh, you know, um, we demoed them all up and, you know, made changes that you usually do, and we started working with uh, our producer, Andre Caden Black, and, you know, he had some suggestions for them and stuff like that. Um, so reworked the songs a little bit, you know, reworked the lyrics, and um, it was it was a really slow process. We really took our time with it um, to make sure that you know we were getting the songs as good as we could. And with this EP, uh, of course, you got some of the the, the inspiration. I know some of the songs that, in, the, in fact, a great uh, video that you guys got uh, available right now, released not long ago. One of the, the tracks from the EP. Uh, which is blackout love, but the, the lyrics. You know, where, where were some of the base, the, the lyrics come from? Inspiration behind it. Uh, some of the, all the lyrics come from different uh, places. Blackout love was uh, up here. We had a um, a blackout in 2003, hmm. where the our, our entire southern Ontario and parts of Buffalo and eastern United States right. all lost power. Just instantly lost it, and so really, blackout love. I, I I keep saying it's a fun little love story of just this night that it happened. You meet someone, you're having a great time. Next thing you know, the only thing you're left with is a memory of someone that you had a great time with, but you didn't get in depth with them. You just you had a great time, you let it go, and you're left with that memory. And of course, you got some other tracks out there. Now, out of all the tracks available, all the six from the EP, which is one that you guys always look forward to performing live because of the response you get from the crowd? Wow, that's a hard question. That's like, you know, your favorite kid or your favorite pet or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. I mean, you know, the response seems to differ depending on where we play and what what kind of crowd it is. You know, um, uh, we, we got... Uh, at the CD at our album release show a couple of weeks ago we played Wreck of the Bastard for it wasn't the first time we played it live but we haven't we weren't played it live maybe once but before that and it got an amazing reaction from the crowd but then a couple of weeks or a couple of days before that when we were opening for the Headstones I think our first track uh, Watch the City Burn sorry the first track of the set Watch the City Burn got the best reaction at that show so it really depends on the crowd and the venue I think yeah, my my favorite song to play is Watch the City Burn. I love that song. Um, but for me, I think the best crowd response we get on a consistent basis is um, our track We Are One. 
It's an anthem song, and we give enough to the audience that they can get involved in the song, and I think that's what they enjoy. So that's my, my take on what I've, I've viewed um, throughout the time we've been playing these tracks. Now, one thing I admire you guys, you guys are on the road a lot. I think was reading, I think, uh, over 40 shows a year or something like that. You guys are pretty much road warriors. <laughs> we try to play as much as we can, yeah. Yeah, wherever we can play and we can put our name out and uh, get our, our art out to everybody, we'll take it. And speaking, no of, shame. and speaking of which, do we have any touring plans right now for 2019? Is it all going to be solely Canada or are you going to come to the States and, and tour? You know, we would love to come to the States, but the problem with that is the paperwork for Canadians to play in the U.S. is an absolute nightmare. It costs about... $2,000, in visa costs. Wow. And you got to have the tour planned and with something like six months or 12 months in advance. So we'd like to, uh, but it's, it's just it's such a hell of an undertaking of, of time and effort and money. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to, to sort of justify the expense. That said, I know a lot of bands from around here that have toured all down the East Coast, and apparently they get incredible crowds there. I mean, people still go to live music shows and a lot of a lot of the places down the eastern seaboard, which is great because here it's hard to get a crowd for anybody that's not, you know, like shine, yeah, or hugely famous, you know, Taylor Swift or something like that, right? Right, right. Well, I mean, we do got the good thing though. We have all these bunch of um, festivals coming up, especially during the spring, uh, of course, with the, the visa and the, the, the finances. But maybe you guys can get in one of those bills. That, that'd be all, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we'd love to, especially in the middle of winter. I'd love to come down to Florida and play a couple of shows down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, we, you would love the weather. I, I look at all the news all the time up north, and it's ridiculous uh, weather, and we just sitting back here, you know, drinking a margarita out of the sun, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's a lifestyle that I, I could definitely get accustomed to. <laughs> but, you know, for those here in the States and... What is the the the, the, the metal or the rock uh, community in Canada? You know, is it, is it upcoming? Because we've seen metal rock, it, it hasn't been quite the same some say. And I think the thing was one of the Kiss members said that rock was dead. But what what do you? How, how about Canada? I see a lot of great bands coming out from there that are making their way into the state and making a big huge wave. And Chris, you can feel this. We just had this conversation the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were, we were, Matthew and I were, were driving in the car together. We were talking about this. And I said to him, name a band that, you know, like a, a rock band that's, that's still, that's not like a nostalgia act, that's still like a valid going band and still releasing albums that's packing out stadiums. And the only one we could really come up with is the Food Fighters. I'm sure there are others, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's hard. But then, yeah, then you've got bands like, um, you know, I mean, like like bands coming out of Canada, like Arkells or Arcade Fire and stuff like that, that are really making a mark internationally. I mean, right now, from our town here in Hamilton, the Dirty Nail is touring Europe all the time, and are, they're packing houses. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's possible. Um, you know, you look at a band like the Lazies who moved from Australia over here to Canada, and, you know, they're all over the radio now they're blowing up so it can happen yeah and I think even I mean I'm gonna go to pop here but just this, this, that Korean band BTS who has made a huge wave in North America and, and they're singing in Korean and they have a huge strong following yeah, they, they, they were 
really do. They pack, they pack places. People line up to buy their uh, the tickets for those shows. They sell out instantly, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and they don't even understand the language. But heck, they're 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 breaking records and making all these these things that would have never heard of uh, in the states. But quite amazing. Oh, look, if understanding the lyrics are necessary for enjoying a band, then you can write off half the bands I listen to. Christ, I mean, they're in English, and I can't understand the lyrics. <laughs> half the stuff I listen to. <laughs> so, so what is so prior to going on uh, a tour on stage? Is this something that you guys have like a ritual you guys do to get you guys hyped? Yeah, a lot of cocaine. <laughs> That's an easy way out. <laughs> uh, I think we all, I think we all have our own things that we do. Um, I know Chris won't have a drink before he plays. Mm-hmm. I get drink before I play. I get, I get my fingers get lazy. <laughs> yeah. Me on the other hand, I always about two hours before a show, I nurse a beer. You know, we have a lot of laughs, and then about twenty minutes half an hour before we go on I have one full beer and I'm ready to go and I'm loose uh, in all the good ways and ready to, to to give what we do which the Castro Troy definitely give is we're giving you a show so that's our ritual um, between the two of us that we we do and we're prepped to go and give you the best show we possibly can and I, I took notice too and again you can follow the Castro Troys uh, on social media you guys are working on new music despite this new EP being released yeah we're always working on new music I was just uh, laying, just had a couple ideas last night that I, you know the greatest invention um, for writing music was the cell phone because no matter where you are you can always just, you know start a voice recorder hit record on the camera and if I've got an idea anywhere like I can be going to sleep or I could be like you know walking down the street or whatever. if I got an idea I can just hum it into my phone and whistle it so I was just recording a few ideas last night yeah and Chris and I were together the other day working on a working on a track that we've had in the works for a while and um, sat down and went through some other ideas that were on the table as well just to say hey here's what, what do we think we can do with these so yeah, even with the EP coming out, you can't stop because we've got to keep going um, for the sake of, hey, there's going to be another album coming out. So what are we going to have ready for that? And we don't want to be rushed in it. This time, this al- this EP took, we took time and effort into producing this. We want to do the same thing with the, uh, the next album. So do we have any... Are there any dates, potential dates of when the new album will drop? Will it be next year? Good question. No, probably, I, no, we don't have a date. If I had to guess, maybe late 2019, but probably 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but there's, uh, we're, we're hoping to have some different content between now and the next album. Just if we, if we can put something together and uh, if it sounds great, we'll, uh, We'll launch it out. It's all. It all depends on what stage we're at with the um, writing and producing process, I guess. Yep. Gotcha. Well, Matt, Chris, I want to thank you so much for your time. Legends Never Die. The EP is available right now for streaming in Austin and all the streaming services. Make sure you follow them on social media and uh, and check them out uh, when they're on tour. Do we have a tour coming up soon? Uh, we're working on it. Booking days. Yeah. Yeah, we're booking. We're looking, hopefully, for um, the summer of 
2019 because the last tour we did was in the winter and that's really cold so I'm really pushing for a summertime tour uh-huh. that could always uh, help out the summer stay stay warm guys the Casper Troys again, All right. just follow them on social media and on the streaming services never 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 die that's available right now as we speak on the EP make sure you check it out guys thanks so much and uh, and stay warm huh Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Same here. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to the showdown. Well, George, to wrap things up here, Stipe Mirchik is requesting a rematch against Daniel Cormier. Cormier is the current UFC heavyweight champion. Of course, if you remember, Daniel defeated Stipe in a very uh, nice fashion to become a heavyweight champion and become a dual champion both in the light heavyweight and the heavyweight division. So Stipe says, listen, before you're 40, let's get this fight going. Daniel has said that he wants to retire around this age. The next two opponents that they tease was John Jones and Brock Lesnar, but we haven't heard of either yet, especially Brock. And Jones has already had a fight, so why not put him against Stipe to get Daniel a little busy? before the end of this year. I think it makes proper sense. Now, does he deserve an immediate rematch? Not necessarily. I don't think he did enough to do so. He didn't defend his title as much as other champions have in the past. So, nonetheless, let's get to DC some action uh, prior to uh, the end of the year. George Frank Mir, a former two-time UFC heavyweight champion, is, well, he's going to become a pro wrestler. He will be part of uh, the action during WrestleMania weekend at in, in Jersey City, New Jersey. On April 4th, he's going to be part of the uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, a unique version of pro wrestling. That's right. Frank Mir, George, out of all people, will be participating in pro wrestling April 4th. Can you believe that? This was the same guy who talked garbage about professional wrestling when Brock Lesnar was coming back to MMA after he actually beat him uh, in his first MMA bout, saying, hey, Brock, go back to your fake sport. And now he's actually being part of the same sport. So I am sorry to tell you, but I call a hypocrite. I'm sorry. And I hope those fans chew him out come that day of the show. You know, we're seeing it more and more. If you are unsuccessful as a mixed martial artist or your time has come in MMA, you go on to wrestling. Because wrestling, depending on what you do in the ring, you could be 40. Heck, you could be 50. You could be 60, for goodness sake. And you could be wrestling in a ring. In MMA, of course, the older you are, the chances of you competing in an octagon because of the hardcore training really diminishes. But pro wrestling, you could go on and on and on. And Frank Mir is a good, good, good talker, let me tell you. He does have the charisma. It, he could have the charisma. He could have the talk. But it's all about the respect. And I'm sorry. I think uh, we've all learned that wrestling fans are one of the most uh, people that remember the most, when, especially when they're talking about their sport. And Frank Mir disrespected it. So time will tell. They will see Frank Mir makes his professional wrestling debut in Bloodsport, a unique version of pro wrestling. Jersey City, New Jersey, April 4th 
and the White Eagle Hall. With that being said, make sure to enjoy the debut of the UFC on ESPN. You have two champions going toe-to-toe with Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo, which, mind you, this could be the last time that the flyweight championship is defended or ever seen because there has been rumors swirling around that the flyweight championship or the flyweight division of the UFC could be abolished. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. You haven't heard? You haven't heard? Catch you next week. Good night, guys.